0: At loveisrael.org. That's one word loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: We see that our God, who is forever wise, is willing to share with us wisdom, a heavenly wisdom, in order that we can see things with discernment and that we can make God pleasing decisions. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time that you prayed, God, help me to make decisions that are pleasing to you? See, what many people do is that we ask God to act in a way that's pleasing to us. That is not faith. That is not spiritual maturity. So we need to be the submissive ones. We need to be the ones who are listening for God's guidance, his direction in our life, so that we can make wise, God-honoring decisions that produce righteousness, that manifest his glory, and that people will see that we are a people under his authority. That's what the believing community is called to demonstrate. That ought to be the witness that we have, that we are a people that others can see are under his authority. Well, with that said, Take out your Bible and look with me, if you would, to the book of Proverbs, Sefer Mishlei, the book of Proverbs. And now we're ready for Proverbs and chapter three. Now we are going to look at this evening, the first half of this third chapter. We are going to study and they're short verses. We're going to study the first 18 verses of this third chapter. And again, what a wonderful chapter it is. We learn the benefits of, of being wise and that wisdom is the wisdom that God provides, that he gives, that he implants within us. Look with me, if you would, to chapter 3, the book of Proverbs, and verse 1. Now, Solomon, and again, we see how it's like an a elderly father is speaking to his adolescent sons, wanting them to grow into God-pleasing individuals, people who fear God. And we say sons, but of course, we're talking about both male and female sons and daughters. But at this time, we see the emphasis upon the son, where he says, my son, my law. And this is the word Torah. My instruction. Understand that the word Torah, frequently understood as law, is better understood as a set of instructions. Instructions for life so that we can manifest righteousness. There is an inherent relationship between the law of God and the righteousness of God. And when we are motivated by the love of God, and we want to display love and demonstrate love for others, we are going to apply the law of God, His commandments to our life, so that we can live righteously. And we see that there are great benefits for righteous behavior. Again, verse 1, My son, my law, my Torah, do not forget. Secondly, he says, And my commandments. So now we see, and oftentimes poetry is is parallelism. Meaning one thing is parallel to another. And here we see very clearly that my law is parallel to my commandments. And notice what he says about the commandments. My commandments, he says, bring about an outcome. Now, my commandments is in the plural And it's also feminine because the word mitzvah is a feminine noun. But when we look here, we see a masculine verb. And that is the word yitzor, which means he will keep. And then it says he will keep your heart. So what is the message for us? What's the lesson of this first verse? When I don't forget the laws of God. When I do not ignore or neglect the commandments of God, when I demonstrate a commitment to His law and His commandments, this is going to bring about a response from God. God will keep your heart. Now, again, I made mention that the heart has to do with that organ similar in our mind to the brain. With a man, how a man thinks with his heart. And therefore, God is going to keep. And this word for keeping is a word of value. You guard, you keep that which is of value to you. God is going to give you valuable revelation. So this is a benefit from not forgetting the law, the Torah, and also utilizing the commandments of God. Look now to, to verse 2. What's another benefit? He says, for the length of days. And this can be understood as the lengthening of days and the years of life. And what else? Peace. Now, what it tells us here, and this is a, a big deal in my opinion, a lot of people, unfortunately, are afraid of death. If you're a believer, you don't have to be afraid of death death is going to be a release from this body and all the ailments and sicknesses and diseases that a person can have and of course as we get old and our days are lengthened and such we begin to wear out but notice what it says here in verse 2 he says for the lengthening of the days and the years of life and what else Shalom. And what is shalom? Shalom is a word that relates to the, the, the fulfillment of the will of God. So I want to live longer. I want to have years of life. Why? So that I can fulfill the will of God. That's what true life is for a believer, for a servant of God. It gives us more opportunities, and he says, and peace, they, meaning what we just talked about, the law of God, the commandments of God, they will add unto you. So if you want greater opportunity to serve God, more time to carry out his will, to be a faithful servant and influence others and be a blessing to others and an assistant to others, then then you are going to be someone who takes seriously the law and the commandments of God. Verse, verse 3. Now, notice he's talking about law. He's talking about commandments. But notice what he says in verse 3. Chesed ve'emet, which is grace and truth. And this word for grace, just as well as the Greek word charis for grace, Relates to the will of God. I'll talk more about that later. Where he says grace and truth do not, do not forsake you. Don't allow, don't have grace and truth that they forsake you. But rather do what? Now it's in the singular because grace and truth. Although we see two things being spoken of here. We we find that they worked together. We see many times grace and truth in the scripture are are likened together because it's the grace of God that allows us the ability to to apply the truth of God to our life. It is a, a wholeness or a holistic approach to life when I utilize God's grace and his truth for his purposes. So he says, you know, this one, he will not leave this, this grace or this truth. Don't allow them to leave you. But do what? Bind them upon your, your throat. And what else? Inscribe them upon the tablet of your heart. Which means you need to be thinking of them, inscribing them in the tablet of your heart, and also speaking them. So we should be individuals that speak frequently about the commandments of God, meaning discuss them. Have them to be the subject of our conversations with others. How to apply them? What do they mean? Speaking about the law of God is a desirable thing, and it has great benefits to it. Verse verse 4, what are some of the benefits? It says... And he will find grace. This is another word for grace, chen. chen. he who will find grace. And what else? Sechel tov. Now, sechel is a word of intelligence. Some will say it's common sense, but it's not common at all. It is unique. This type of intelligence is an outcome from from. A person who seeks the revelation of god his illumination his wisdom his understanding for the purpose of carrying out the will of god so he will find grace and good intelligence in the eyes of god and also man so what it's saying here is that this one who does what is said here in these first few verses He is going to have a great testimony in the eyes of God. That's important. But also, he is going to find favor with man. Others are going to see him for who he is. And that is an obedient servant of God. Someone who's operating not according to his own thoughts, his own desires, but someone who is displaying the will of God in his life. Now, let's move on to that fifth verse the one that was our call to worship for tonight. I mentioned that I just wanted to translate it very simply for our call to worship, but 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 speak more about it now as we study this verse in greater detail. Well, it says, Betach El Adonai. Now, the first word means to trust. Trust, and we would say in the Lord, that's how I translated it, But when I look at it, it's not the word in, but it's the word L, which means to or towards. And what it's trying to tell us is this. When I trust the Lord, I am going to be that trusting is going to bring me into his presence. It is going to draw me near to him. So literally it says, trust to the Lord with all your heart and to your understanding do not rely or do not lean now when you rest in your own perspective how you see things and you do not seek and and rely upon the instructions of god the wisdom of god the counsel of god the guidance of god in your life what are you going to be you're going to be deceived do not lean on your own understanding meaning don't build your life upon your perspective how you see things if you're going to have discernment that is the ability to discern things correctly and make god-pleasing decisions then you're going to have to trust in the lord you're going to have to be drawn into his presence and that that intimacy with god is going to bring about a change verse 6 In all your ways, acknowledge him. And of course, that him is God. Now, what does it mean to acknowledge God? It means to realize that he's watching. Realize that God is watching for a purpose because the decisions that you make will will bring about a response from him. Now, a great example of this is the Torah itself. Because the Torah consists of blessing and curse. God's looking at you to see if he's going to bless you or curse you. If you're going to experience life, that abundant life, or you are going to experience death, meaning you're going to bring an end to things. So God's looking to to respond in your life, to act. And he's going to do so based upon the decisions and the actions that that we take. So he says here, look again at verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And again, what's a benefit? And he will straighten your your ways. He is going to, to give you insight on where to go, what decision to make. Those things to do, those things to flee from. So acknowledge him. Acknowledge that he's there. Acknowledge his ways and his purposes in your life. And he is going to move to make straight, meaning he is going to, and some have said this making straight is is akin to, to making your life efficient. See, bad decisions are very wasteful. Bad decisions, for example, can be financially harmful. They can be relationship harmful. They can bring about all types of problems. And they simply are inefficient. But when we make God-pleasing decisions, decisions that honor Him, then there's going to be an efficiency to our life. God is going to move us rapidly where He wants us to be so we can accomplish His will. He says in verse 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. And what's the opposite of being wise in your own eyes? It says, the fear of the Lord. So you are either going to say, God knows better than me, and therefore I need to fear Him. What does that mean? I need to make His priorities my priorities don't don't uh, be wise in your own thoughts but realize your dependency that you are utterly in need of god's revelation his insight so that you can choose wisely make god honoring decisions and when you do that what's going to be the outcome he says here the fear of the lord is going to produce something that fear of the Lord making him the priority of your life is going to give you the ability, it says here, to turn, and the implication is to turn away from evil. Now, a wise prayer to make is this, God, help me to turn away from evil. We're living in the world that God created. If you know, for example, Isaiah 45 and verse 7, God created this world. He created both good and evil. Now, God never, never, never does evil. What is good? The will of God. But when we disobey God, when we rebel against his authority, when we behave in this way, instead of getting what God wants us to have, the good things that are founded and established in and through his will. What's going to happen? We're going to get that which he never wanted to give to us, but because of his righteousness, his faithfulness, because of the spiritual laws that are in work in this world. Instead of blessing, like I said earlier, he's going to curse. He does not have cursing as his will from the beginning. God loves. Who does God love? He loves all people. Who does God want to bless? God wants to bless all people. Is all people going to receive God's blessings? No, they will not. Why? Because of poor decisions, because we violate these spiritual laws. So look again at the scripture. It is when you have the fear of the Lord, you're giving him priority that you will in fact find the ability. God's going to provide it so that you can turn from evil. Verse 8, more benefits. It speaks here about how healing, and this is a holistic healing. What do I mean by that? Healing in the fullest sense of this word. And it says here, healing shall be to your navel. Now, it's giving an example when a, a child is in the womb the navel is kind of the cord of life. It supplies so much to that that baby in the mother's womb. And it says here, when we demonstrate the fear of the Lord and we turn from evil, then God's going to respond by healing, restoring, putting things in order. And he is going to, to provide for us just like a child receives that, that, that nourishment from the umbilical cord. And it says, and a saturation, now some Bibles will say strength, but it's literally the word saturation for one's bones, meaning your bones. And what are bones in the Bible? They are strength. They are the foundation. They speak of civility. They speak of that which holds things together. They are the foundation of life, and what God says is that He's going to saturate our foundation, the essence of our, our physical existence, with those good things that only God can provide. But in order to be a recipient of that, recipient of that, we have to be individuals that demonstrate the fear of the Lord. Look now to verse nine. Honor the Lord from, and that can mean with, your your resources. We have a word here, hon. Now, in modern Hebrew, this can relate to the assets of one's portfolio. You look at their net worth, their investments, we call that a hon. And what God is saying is acknowledge me. Now, when we look here, it says in verse 8, kaved, which means Honor the Lord from your your resources, from the beginning of all your produce, all the yield. So everything that, that you receive, we need to honor God with that. And here again, when we do, it is going to have a wonderful outcome in our life. It's putting God first. Look at verse 10. What's going to be the outcome? He says... And they, such behavior of everything we talk about, these, these characteristics, they will fill your barns, and notice it's in the plural, your barns, they will fill to satisfaction. And also, your, your wineries of the new wine will, will burst forth. So it's speaking about abundance. It's a word to, to burst forth with a great, great abundance. And that's what God's going to do. Then he says, look at verse 11. We have a very important word, musar. We've talked about that word in, in chapter 1. It's a word that relates to ethics. Now, ethics in English is plural, but in Hebrew, it's singular. It's talking about those types of, of actions, thoughts, behaviors values that that show one's integrity and that they are an ethical individual look at verse 11 the ethics of the lord my son do not despise this is a strong word for loathing something so god's ethical standards don't despise them is what's being said and not not as and we have something here if we look at this word it's a word for kind of a a uh, a splinter or we can say a thorn that's the word i was looking for coats in hebrew now when you touch a thorn what's going to happen you're going to pull away from that it's going to hurt your finger and you move back and what he says in this scripture is this when it comes to the ethical standards of god don't don't retract from them. Don't have them be like thorns to you. He says, but rather, he says, they are his reproof. This, these ethical things reprove us. We study them. We learn God's ethical standards. And those standards reprove us, meaning they rebuke us. They, they show us when we are violated what God wants us to do. They cause us to repent and return to that safe location. And where is that safe location? In God's will. It is only when you know the ethical standards of God, and those are derived from the Torah, only then can you find yourself in the will of God. Look at verse 12. For whom the Lord will love, what's he going to do? He will discipline. He will, it's the same word, reproof. God is not going to allow someone, someone to continue in disobedience and in making the wrong decisions. Now, recently I received an email and I had in some lesson said something negative concerning homosexuality. Simply, that's not God's ways. That, that behavior is an abomination to the Lord. And the email simply asked me, why do I hate people? The person said, you should love all people. That individual is right. We should love all people. And what I wrote back to this individual was this. See, you, out of love, can say that behavior, those decisions that you're making, they are not going to be good for you. It's not because someone hates someone that they say, I want to share with you counsel that such decisions, such actions, such decisions are not good for you. We don't say that because we want to judge someone, that we want to put someone down, we want them to feel bad. It's out of love and wanting to see them embrace God's standards for their well-being what they do is probably not going to impact me whatsoever but i am concerned for their well-being so he says here for whom the lord will love if he loves that person that love is going to manifest itself with reproving with discipline as a father son will delight Now, the father, this verse is saying the father, God the father will do so like an earthly father. Discipline his son or his daughter because he wants to delight in that child. Now, you say he doesn't delight in him now? Well, if he is doing wrong things, no. That wrong behavior, that rebelliousness, those violations of the standards and the morals of God. They are not something that should delight a godly father or a godly mother. So we want to reprove our children because we want to see them make godly decisions and that godly behavior will bring delight, uh, our delight upon them. Verse 13. Asherah. Very important Hebrew word. Blessed are the ones or happy are the ones. Here it's a man. Happy is the man or blessed is the man that has found wisdom. And the man who does what? The man who produces. And this is here a word of a yield or an outcome. Meaning this. He has wisdom. And that wisdom produces something what does it produce an outcome it's the normal word for a yield so it's something that that is produced that has value so he says here in this verse happy is the man that has found wisdom because that wisdom is going to cause that same man to produce an outcome and that outcome is what's going to make him happy verse 14. Now, beginning in verse 14, <coughs> excuse me, the subject is wisdom. And I've shared with you that wisdom in the scripture, we have the word chokmah. Chokmah is a feminine word. And therefore, oftentimes wisdom is, is kind of personified, especially in this book, as a female. So we're going to come across the word her referring to wisdom where it says look at verse 14 for good is her merchandise her merchandise is better than silver and better than fine gold is her yield meaning again the her is wisdom what wisdom brings about the outcome the result the yield the profit wisdom bears a profit and we find that that profit is better than silver or fine not just gold but this is a word which means the finest of gold so value esteem seek wisdom and we seek wisdom through the law of god the commandments of god the statutes of god the precepts of god the the oracles of god well let's move on to verse 15 again speaking about wisdom it says she is precious more than and i realize many bibles will say rubies but as i look at this word it's the word pearls her value wisdom's value it's it's more than pearls and all your delight you cannot liken to her, meaning this. All those things that right now that you think delight you, those things that you're pursuing and such apart from wisdom. If you would utilize spiritual wisdom, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, you're going to find that, that those things that you are pursuing do not compare to what wisdom will produce in your life. Now, God cannot lie. And I look at this, and I see, in my opinion, a promise from God. God is promising the reader, if indeed I utilize wisdom by means of the Holy Spirit, this anointing that he gives a believer, to be wise in the will of God, it is going to be more valuable than pearls. And every one of your delights... You you cannot compare those things that delight you now with the outcome that comes from wisdom. Verse 16. The length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand is wealth and honor. Not just wealth, but wealth and honor. So wisdom. Through wisdom, we talked about this earlier when we were in verse 2, wisdom will give you a longer life. And the purpose of that extra time is to serve according to God's will. So it says in this scripture, look again, the length of days, the lengthening of days is in her right hand, in her left hand is wealth and honor verse 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. Now, let me ask you a question. Do, do you like pleasant things? Those things that, that that give to you joy, satisfaction, happiness? Well, what the scripture is saying, and again, God does not lie. Her ways, the ways of wisdom, are pleasant ways. And all of her pathways are Shalom meaning her pathways, the pathways of wisdom bring you into Shalom that is into fulfilling the will of God. And then finally our last verse verse eighteen He La Mazakim Ba a tree of life. Now remember the, the context. The tree of life is first mentioned in the Garden of Aden. And that is just what we should have chosen. But rebelliousness, leaning on our own understanding, caused the woman to choose what seemed right in her own eyes. And boy, was it wrong. So here it says, verse 18, our last verse, a tree of life is it, meaning is her wisdom, for those who hold on to her that hold on to wisdom. And it says here, the supporters of her, meaning this, those who pursue wisdom, apply wisdom to their life. So her supporters, what are they? They are made happy. And this word, if you look at it very carefully, it is the word meushar. And meushar relates to happiness, happiness and blessing, it's the same root as what I mentioned earlier when I spoke about the Hebrew word ashray. Now, ashray is the word that is used in regard to Matthew chapter 5 and the Beatitudes, where it says blessed, but that word can mean blessed or happy. Happy are the ones, blessed are the ones. And what it's saying here is this, When I become a supporter of wisdom, meaning I use wisdom to support my life, I pursue wisdom, I rely upon wisdom, I trust in the wisdom of God, I make wisdom the foundation of my life. When I do that, what the Scripture is telling me, that is how you invite joy, happiness, and blessing into your life. Now, in my estimation, these first 18 verses of Proverbs chapter three, we should review them. You should pray through them. What do I mean by that? Pray, read them, pray some more, read them again, and spend significant time this upcoming week on doing just that. Keep a journal as you pray what God's going to reveal to you and show you as you pray for for five or 10 minutes and then read chapter three. Pray five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then read again. And do that over and over, not just one day, but several days. And I assure you something your perspective, your understanding is going to be vastly different after you do these things than it was before you have done them. Take seriously the counsel of God. And one finds the counsel of God in his holy scriptures. Well, I'll close with that until next week. Shalom to each of you from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch.